Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Rob Sanders. I appreciate you joining the program as usual. Love it when folks get involved with the program. You can also follow the program on Facebook Live. We always have it up set up every day for you as I'm struggling to get that set up here now. Got to get my stuff together, man. Falling a little behind today. <clears throat> Here's what we're going to talk about today on the rundown. We're going to look back at the AP poll. And the reason that I want to do that is because every year it's like the AP poll comes out, and that's our first real look at college uh, football. And we think, oh, this is how teams are going to be this season. And then all of a sudden, not so much. Not so much on some of them. Then sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they get it right. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about the college football playoff with the numbers announced last night. The interesting thing on this is that um, there are several different scenarios. We'll go over that. But I'm also going to make a plea that I don't think college, the, uh, the championship weekends matter. I really don't. In fact, South Carolina plays an Akron team this weekend. And other than the fact that you get to hang up a banner if you win, and I know banners are important, but there are championship games around the country that mean just about the same. I mean, they they are absolutely nothing but money grabbers for certain fans and certain, certain teams. Yeah, I know it's important to have a conference title. But the more and more I look at these games, some of these games, <laughs> nobody's going to watch. Unless you're a fan of, a fan of these teams, who's going to go watch Louisiana, Lafayette, and Appalachian State unless you actually have money on it? You degenerate gamblers out there, I know that you'll be uh, looking to see if App State's going to cover the 17 and a half, but let's be honest, not the average person is going to be watching that game so we'll get into that in a little bit also this afternoon how much do you really know about pittsburgh yeah what do you know about Pitt? i venture to say it's not much because to be honest with you i don't know much about Pitt, and i get paid to sit around here and try to research and figure things out alan saunders from pittsburghnow.com will join us this afternoon at about 3 30 to preview the Pitt panthers 
They've had kind of an unlikely run to the ACC championship game. Uh, I have to um, put it out there. At ACC kickoff, I think I had them picked. I was looking back at my ballot earlier. I think I had them like next to last is where I had Pitt. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Pitt and their matchup with Clemson this weekend. By the way, Clemson has never beaten Pittsburgh. Never beaten them. Now, I know they've only played them twice, but the Tigers do not have a win over Pittsburgh. In fact, it's interesting. There are only two ACC teams that have actually beaten Clemson since 2015. One of them is Syracuse. The other is Pittsburgh. So, We'll get into that with Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com. He will be up at about uh, 3.30 today. But I want to start with the AP poll. And I, I like this AP poll story because you can get a look at when we come out in July and we're all so happy. We're all so happy about, yeah, look where this team's ranked. Look where that team's ranked. A lot of the times... It's just not the way it's supposed to be or the way it's going to end up. So let's look back at that first AP poll for a second. There were some teams they got pretty much close. They had Alabama as the preseason number one. They're number one. They had Clemson at number two. Georgia at number three. They go into the SEC championship as the fourth-ranked team in the country. So that's pretty close. Ohio State at five. Ohio State's sixth right now. So... Yeah, Ohio State's close. They're right with Oklahoma, having them in the top 10. Having West Virginia about where they were supposed to be. Same thing goes for Mississippi State and Boise State. Now, here are some teams they overlook, though. Notre Dame at 12, Michigan at 14, UCF at 21, Texas at 23, LSU at 25. So they underrated all five of those programs. Probably the biggest snub, though, would have to go to Notre Dame, who they had at 12 and now is at 3. So they kind of missed that by by 9 spots. Same thing goes with UCF. You know, the the team that claims they have a national championship last season, but let's be honest, they don't. They're currently 7th in the latest poll. They started the season 21st. They also missed the boat on Texas. They're going to finish out probably ranked in the top 10. So they missed they missed a, a little bit on those. But then there were teams that they really, really missed on. How about Wisconsin? The preseason number four team in the country. They they had like the guy on, on the they one of the guys was uh on the cover of SI and everybody was talking about Wisconsin was the team to beat from the Big Ten. Yeah, not so much. They finished the season at 7-5, and five, haven't been ranked since week 9. Washington, now number 10, never, never really chalked up to where they were supposed to be. Miami started the season um, at number 8, and the wheels just completely fell off. And they're unranked at the end of the season. Auburn, they started the season pretty high, and they look really good with that win over Washington in uh, the Chick-fil-A class uh, kickoff game. Then all of a sudden, they finished 7-5. and five. Penn State, they were 
They had some big losses on the season, losing to Michigan by 35. They finished the regular season at number 14. Michigan State and Stanford were in the top 25 for most of the season. They finished unranked. And in fact, Michigan State almost lost to Rutgers on Saturday. Another team they missed the boat on, Southern Cal preseason number 15. They finished the season 5-7. and seven. TCU was a preseason number 16 team. They finished 6-6. Six and six. And how about Florida State? Florida State was a team that was in the top 25. They were at number 19. And when I looked at that, at the beginning of the season, I, I was like, huh, this is interesting. Because... I didn't think that Florida State or LSU had any business in the top 25. So I was 50% right. LSU, of course, they are now ranked 13th, but they were up to number four in the country at one point this season. So I was wrong on the LSU, and I was right on Florida State. Florida State has turned into a just kind of a dumpster fire of a program right now. They finished five and seven. Their coach is on certain racist memes all over the internet. Yeah, they're they're fighting that battle instead of getting ready for a bowl game. Their thirty-six year bowl streak is over. So tough, tough, uh, tough uh, there for the Seminoles. Virginia Tech. They kind of missed on that too. They can still get into a bowl this weekend. Which, by the way, I don't agree with all that. If you're if you're five and six, and you're just scheduling another game against a team, I, I, I it just it just seems kind of flat. Florida State did that last year where they scheduled Bethune Cookman just so they could get into a bowl game. Yeah, we see you. It doesn't make much sense. You look kind of silly. You look kind of silly there. So Oregon, they kind of missed on them as well. They were number 24 in September, but they were they finished the season unranked. Some other teams that that they missed on as far as wow, they should have been there. How about Kentucky? Yeah. They had one of the best defenses in college football according to the numbers, and they're going to finish in the top 25. They're at number 16 right now. Northwestern's off to the Big Ten championship game, finishing 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. They only had 13 votes in the preseason poll. Uh, Texas A&M, they had 21 preseason votes. They finished ranked 22nd. And Florida and Utah were not ranked in the top 25 at the beginning of the season, but they're number 11 and 17 entering the championship weekend. So, the reason I bring this stuff up is because when we get that AP poll in July and we're looking at it and we're like, wow, this is how good our team is or how good our team isn't, it really doesn't mean much. Yeah, they're going to be right with maybe the top couple of teams because I went back and looked. Generally, they've got the top four within, within reason, Okay. But then, after that, it kind of falls off flat. 
In fact, I think it's every year since 2012, a team that was in the top 10 at the beginning of the season in the AP poll finished unranked. This year, Miami, you get that uh, you get that that chain. They turn in the turnover chain and go with that. Miami's right there. Same thing goes for Auburn. So I put it out there to you folks today at 803-978-1832. Which team was your most surprising this season? For me, it had to be Notre Dame with how far they ended up, where they ended up. They went from number 12 to number 2 or number 3. Maybe that's not that far of a reach. It's Notre Dame and Kentucky with me. Kentucky was one game away from playing for the uh, SEC title. And nobody and their brother had Kentucky doing that. We all heard about Benny Snell at the beginning of the season, but we didn't think that they had enough to almost win the East. The Wildcats, I think they'll finish they sh- I think they finished second in the SEC East this year. If they'd have beaten Georgia, they'd have been right there in the championship game. So in my opinion, those are the two biggest surprises as far as they did a lot better than I thought. Biggest failures, you gotta go with Auburn. I thought Auburn would be a lot better than they were. And in the ACC, what in the hell happened to Virginia Tech? Losing to Old Dominion, getting embarrassed by several teams this season. Not what I thought was going to happen when I went to ACC kickoff in Charlotte. In fact, I picked Virginia Tech to win the Coastal Division. Yep, I was that guy. By the way, interesting stat for that ACC championship game this weekend. It's the sixth straight year where there's a different rep from the Coastal Division in that ACC championship game. Now, why is that interesting? Because the ACC Atlantic is sort of like the SEC, uh, excuse me, yes, the ACC Coastal is sort of like the SEC East. You may have a team that's going to play well, but all of the weight of the football powers in the ACC is, are in the Atlantic. In fact, the Atlantic has won seven straight games in the, uh, in the ACC championship game. And they're favored to win this weekend as well. Clemson is like a 27.5-point favorite over uh, Pittsburgh. And the line just keeps creeping up. I think it started at like 25, and it's already moving its way up. So that's my question today is about the surprises. Who do you got? 803-978-1832. Who really uh, packed it in? By what I mean packed it in is a team like Auburn or Miami. I guess Miami's signature win this season came over Pitt last weekend where they win 24-3. Yeah, but you still don't get to go to the ACC championship game. Everybody thought Mark Rick would get the job done there, especially after what they did last year. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. As Miami kind of had the wheels fall off over there. 803-978-1832. You know another team in the SEC that may finish the season ranked? That a lot of teams didn't respect? May have to be the Missouri Tigers. I think there is a bias in the SEC against Missouri on the football side because they automatically think, ah, well, whatever. 
Even in the years where they went to Atlanta to play for the SEC championship, they were picked to finish near the bottom of the East. I think that there's a lot of folks that go to SEC Media Days in Birmingham or wherever it is that they have it. Hoover, I can't remember where they have Media Days. But they automatically, oh, well, I have to pencil Missouri in. I don't think there's a lot of respect for Missouri. I had the guys on from the Mazodcast. Follow them on Twitter, by the way. They're hilarious. Everything is the SEC is out to get us. That's kind of how they think. But I don't think a lot of teams uh, really appreciate how good Missouri has finished the year. They're 8-4 and four on the year. And let's be honest, they probably should have won the Gamecock game and finished 9-3. and three. Yeah, that's not that far-fetched. The Kentucky game, they gave away. They still complain about that game online as well, with uh, Kentucky getting the last, basically winning the last two minutes of the game and actually winning the game there. So Missouri in the SEC is probably one of my, uh, my, one of my surprises. In the ACC, you got to go with Syracuse. I don't think anybody thought that Syracuse would not only go into Clemson and give Clemson probably their toughest game of the season, but they finished 9-3. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a season for them. They have the opportunity to, uh, they're going to play in a bowl game somewhere, finish with a 10-win season. So a heck of a season up there for Dino Babers at Syracuse. So we'll take your calls on that, 803-978-1832. Tomorrow, I get to be, I get to have some fun tomorrow. We're taking the show on the road. We're going to the Share Your Holiday Food Drive down at First Baptist Church. Bring your non-perishable food items down there. We will be there from 3 to 6, myself and Lawton Swan. I get to interview Santa Claus. I don't know what I'm going to ask Santa Claus, but I better figure it out quick. I may go home and ask the kids, hey, what should I ask Santa Claus? (laughs) My kids will be like, tell him to bring us this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I get to interview Santa Claus tomorrow, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be out there from 3 to 6 at First Baptist Church. I will have, I think I've got like, um, what, what is it that uh, our promotions guy told me? Oh, yeah, we've got a gift certificate we're going to uh, We're gonna have a uh, drawing for where you can uh, go. I think it's to Red Robin, like a big dinner at Red Robin. So come out and you can uh, get involved with that. That's tomorrow from 3 to 6 at the First Baptist Church, which is downtown Columbia, uh, not that hard to find. Just come by, bring your non-perishable food items, come say hello. I'll be out there with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Should be a good, good show. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Also tonight, don't forget, Lady Tigers basketball, the Clemson women's team, will play Illinois airtime, is at 6.30. At 3.34 today, we're going to have Alan Saunders on to preview Pittsburgh, what do you really know about the Panthers? Yeah, we'll we'll learn something together here on the rundown at about 3.34. When we come back, we'll talk about some playoff scenarios. Also this afternoon, we'll give you my picks for the weekend on the playoff side as far as against the spread. All that and a lot more in just a moment. You are listening to the rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. In the first segment, we looked back at the at the AP poll, the first one of the season, and how all the AP writers 
and people that voted in that looked really silly. Hey, I got to be honest with you. I look silly, too, with my uh, with where I put uh, my teams in the ACC uh, kickoff in the poll up there in Charlotte. Yeah, I, I didn't have Pitt. Nope. In fact, nobody else did either. <laughs> don't, don't make it seem like Rob's just dumb as dirt here. But it is a surprise that the Pitt Panthers are going to Charlotte. Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com will join us here shortly. We'll talk about Pitt's season and what the Tigers should expect as they head to Charlotte this weekend. Before we get there, though, we're going to talk a minute here about the, uh, the playoff committee and why I think a lot of these championship games really shouldn't, they don't matter. They really don't matter. But these are different scenarios and numbers that uh, I found online and some stuff that I wrote that kind of makes sense. What happens if this happens kind of thing, okay? What happens if Oklahoma wins the Big 12 championship, but it's kind of a shootout with Texas, sort of like their original matchup? Alabama beats Georgia by a couple of touchdowns. Ohio State beats Northwestern by 10. And, of course... Clemson wins over Pittsburgh. I think that's what's going to happen anyway. And I think that your rankings will end up like this. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Oklahoma. I don't think Ohio State's going to have enough to, unless they put a stamp on uh, Northwestern this weekend, I don't think they're going to have enough to jump past Oklahoma and then, of course, Georgia's going to lose, and then they'll move down in this scenario. Then we have some chaos scenarios here. What happens if Texas beats Oklahoma, Alabama beats Georgia by a couple of scores, and Ohio State, they win by 10 over Northwestern. Now, what happens here is this it's the same thing, except Ohio State will move up, and they'll take the number four spot. So they'll match up with Alabama. And then Clemson and Notre Dame will match up as the two three teams. Now, in this scenario, if Oklahoma beats Texas, Alabama beats Georgia, and Ohio State falls to Northwestern, it's the same thing here. You'll have Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Not going to really change much on that front. Another nifty scenario is Oklahoma beats Texas but it's still a high-scoring game. Alabama beats Georgia, and then Ohio State blows out Northwestern. There's a possibility there that maybe Ohio State will move into the top four. Then it gets interesting on this front. What happens if Georgia beats Alabama and then everything else stays as the status quo there? What could happen here is you'll have, I think Clemson will move up to number one, because obviously Alabama's going to lose. Georgia will be number two. Notre Dame, three. And then Alabama will probably go at four. I think that Alabama, there is such a love affair with Alabama that I think that they, the playoff committee will screw over the Big Ten champion and the Big 12 champion because they love Alabama so much. Now, let me make sure that I put this in, out there, too, though. I think that's a load of crap, okay? If you don't win your conference title, I don't think you should be there. But 
And that's the reason why later on I'm going to tell you if this happens and we have two teams from the SEC in the Final Four, all of these playoff, all these... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier. About extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Championship games this weekend. Every team needs to just bow out of them seriously because they don't matter. They really don't matter. At the end of the regular season, Alabama's 12 and 0. I think that they deserve the ranking that they've got. If they slip up a little bit against Georgia in the SEC Championship game, you can make the argument they should be there, but why why even bother to play that game? Is the conference championship more important than playing for the national title? Last year's Alabama team says, nope, we didn't even have to win our division. So, getting back to that, the championship games this weekend are just an extra weekend of football. That's pretty much it on on that front. If this system happens, hopefully, hopefully, the college football playoff committee will be like, you know what, we gave Alabama a, a, a free pass last year. You don't get two in a row. Hopefully that's what will happen, and they'll, they'll have to decide who goes between Oklahoma and Ohio State. But just having this love affair with any conference where you put two teams in just because you want to put two teams in there because in your eyes you think that's better, it's not really fair. It's really not. Now, I ride the Big Ten and talk about how I think that the Big Ten's horrible, and I stand by that. I don't think the Big Ten is a very—there's not a team in there that really looks great. But they deserve an opportunity. They are one of the Power Five conferences. They deserve a chance. Same thing goes for the Big 12. Oklahoma's put up some of the best offensive numbers in the country. Same thing goes for Ohio State. Don't you want to see a matchup? where they can play one of these other teams, play the SEC champion, that makes sense to me, if it's Alabama or Georgia. So here's a couple of other scenarios that are kind of interesting here. Actually, one other one. This is the the craziness scenario here. If Texas wins the Big 12, UCF wins their game against, uh, I think it's Memphis, Uh, even without their star quarterback, Mackenzie Milton. Georgia wins, Northwestern wins, and Pittsburgh wins. I looked this up, and according to the way that certain computers have it, Georgia would be number one, Notre Dame two, Alabama three, and maybe UCF. They're going to have to decide between UCF and Clemson. And you know what? I think that in that on that front, 
I think that UCF has a better argument to get in as far as what they've done. They've won their conference title. I know they're outside the Power Five. But you know why else I want them to be there if that happens? Because I think Georgia, Notre Dame, and Alabama, if those are the three, or Clemson, or Oklahoma, or Ohio State, will completely paste them. And then the UCF fans can stop posting on Twitter about how great their football program is. Now, I know that's kind of a self-centered way of looking at it, but hey, that's kind of what I want. Lots of interesting scenarios there, 803-978-1832. I'll give you my picks on what I think's going to happen here later on. We're going to have on in just a moment here, Alan Saunders from PittsburghSportsNow.com, and he'll tell us a little bit about the Pitt Panthers and what Clemson should expect from them in Charlotte. You know, Clemson's never beaten Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that and... We'll talk about some other things that, uh, that happened with the Panthers football program this year. So some good stuff coming up with that. I um, will obviously I'll have my picks against the spread later on, too, which, by the way, it's really weird because normally my college picks are really good, and then my NFL picks are terrible. But this year, my NFL picks are really good, and my college picks have been, like, average average at best. But I'll give you what I got anyway. We'll do that in just a little bit here on the rundown. Be sure to check us out tomorrow. We're going to be at the Share Your Holiday Food Drive from 3 to 6 at First Baptist Church. Bring some non-perishable food items as we help out the Harvest Hope Food Bank. My name is Rob Sanders. This is the rundown. Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com joins us shortly here on the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to Fox Sports Radio 1400. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. We are waiting to get in touch with Alan Saunders from PittsburghSportsNow.com as uh, we are trying to make it work. Shout out to JR from our sister station, 104.7 WNOK. He just looked over here in the idiot window and basically told me I was number one. It's like a dork aquarium here at the the studios here for Fox Sports Radio 1400. I mean, it really, really is. You just kind of peek in through this big picture window over here, and you can see the dorks, which are myself and Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. You can uh, check that out as, as you walk by, which is kind of funny. People come and tap on the window. Hey! You guys need to do this, you guys need to do that, or whatever, like we're just dancing monkeys. So, Anyway, since we're waiting on our guest, I'll go ahead and give you my picks now for the championship weekend. We'll start with the Pac-12. Utah will play Washington. Washington's favored by five and a half. I'm going with the Utes here. I think that Utah, I think their, their, their offense is pretty good. They're averaging 30 points a game. I'm going to go with Utah to cover there over Washington. I don't know why I haven't been on the Washington train this season, but I'm just not feeling it. I don't know why. 
Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a chip on their shoulder after Texas beat them earlier this season. Oklahoma's favored by seven and a half. I'm going with Texas. I think Texas just has their number. It's going to be a shootout. And this time, Oklahoma will drop that game. I do think that uh, Texas is going to win it outright. So go with the Longhorns to take home the Big 12 championship at Jerry's World on Saturday night. Alabama and Georgia, you know what? Alabama is, they're a special team. I think that there are two teams in the country that can play with them and line up and not necessarily beat them, but actually line up and have the opportunity to hang with them. One would be Georgia and the other is Clemson. This game against Georgia, Alabama's favored by 13 points. Look for the Bulldogs to cover but Alabama to take home the SEC championship on Saturday in the Georgia Dome. Pitt and Clemson, you know, this game is so interesting because nobody's giving Pitt a chance. They're not listed anywhere on, you know, they could come in and actually do something. If you look at it from this, though, from this front, the interesting thing about this game is that Pitt has nothing to lose. They really don't. They've played some tough teams this year. They got blown out by UCF, got blown out by Penn State, hung with Notre Dame. So they're not, I don't think they're going to go into this championship game and be like starstruck at all. I think that Pitt will cover on Saturday, but Clemson will win probably by about 17 points. But. Nobody really giving Pitt a chance here. I think they will cover. All right? So Pitt will cover but lose that game to Clemson. Northwestern and Ohio State. I think Ohio State is going to beat the brakes off of Northwestern on on Saturday. I really do. Ohio State's favored by 14. I think they're going to go out there and try to put the hammer down on them so that they can move up in the rankings. Give that playoff committee something to look at there. So I think that Ohio State wins big. Memphis and Central Florida. Central Florida's playing without their quarterback, Mackenzie Milton. They're favored by three. Memphis plays, you know, they put up some points. I think that Memphis will end Central Florida's, you know, dream second season of being undefeated there. Pick the Tigers to win that game outright. Fresno State and Boise State. Boise State by two and a half. Take Fresno State to win. This is the point I was going to make earlier. There are so many of these conference championship games that nobody really cares about. Louisiana Lafayette and Appalachian State in the Sun Belt. App State's favored by 17.5. Roll with the Mountaineers. I think that they'll uh, win that game probably by 20. UAB in Middle Tennessee. The Blue Raiders are a two-point favorite. Uh, I, I like UAB to win that game. I think they're going to win the Conference USA title. That game's on Saturday at 1.30. Then you've got a couple of other games that are not conference championships. East Carolina at NC State. North Carolina State's favored by 24. North Carolina State will roll. They'll finish the season 9-3. Akron and South Carolina. South Carolina's favored by 29.5. I expect them to beat the Zips silly. Uh, they'll win by the 29.5 there. Marshall and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech favored by four and a half. Marshall comes in at eight and three. Virginia Tech five and six. Yeah, I'm going with Marshall 
to get the upset here over Virginia Tech. Stanford and Cal, this is the game that was postponed because of the fires. Stanford is a two-point favorite. I think that Stanford will uh, come up short here as Cal will get the win over, over the tree. And then you've got Buffalo and Northern Illinois. This is for the MAC title. This game is a Friday night. Buffalo's favored by three and a half. Go ahead and take the Bulls to win that game. All right, so when we come back, as you heard, Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com will join us to go over the Pitt Panthers. We'll talk with him about that. We'll talk to him about uh, are, do the Panthers have a chance to uh, put, a, put, to put a scare into Clemson. We'll get into that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also, we have a couple of little things we'll go over here on the rundown this afternoon. Be sure to check out the podcast. We'll have that up for you uh, as soon as the show is over, about an hour afterwards. We'll have that ready to go for you. Be sure to hang around for Lawton Swan as well. He is at ClemsonSportsTalk.com. You can check out all his Clemson info there. And don't forget, tomorrow we'll be at the Share Your Holiday Food Drive from 3 to 6 at First Baptist Church. That's going to be a lot of fun. I get to interview Santa Claus. Looking forward to that tonight. Clemson women's basketball right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 as the Lady Tigers will play Illinois. Airtime there is at 6.30. My name is Rob Sanders. You're listening to The Rundown. Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com when we return on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Out to the hotline we go. And we'll welcome in Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com. Alan, welcome into The Rundown. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, man. Pre- yeah, I appreciate you uh, joining us on the show today. You know, I was sitting around last night, and I was like, you know, what exactly do I know about the Pittsburgh football program that's coming up into Charlotte this weekend? I thought maybe you could help educate myself. And uh, the folks listening here on Fox Sports Radio in Columbia. So, you know, at ACC kickoff, not much was expected from the Panthers. I picked them to finish next to last in the Coastal. They start the year going 2-3, and three, getting blown out. I look pretty good after the Penn State game and the Central Florida game. Then they lose to North Carolina. What was the turning point, though, that led them to get back to the point where they could go to Charlotte? The thing is that you have to kind of look at their – their early see their early schedule, and you know they were playing some. They played Penn State. They played at Central Florida. Um, they played at Notre Dame, and so yeah, there's three losses. But they played some really good teams, and so I think once they got into the ACC, I think that experience ended up working up pretty well for them. You know, I think I feel like they got um, just battle tested. I guess from from that beginning of the season that that 
otherwise wouldn't have gotten if you play, you know, a kind of typical schedule where you play some some FCS teams or some some group of five teams. I think they really were tested at a high level, and they found out a lot about themselves. You know, this is a team that runs the ball really well, and I think they figured out that they could lean on that, that they could use that running game uh, to, to power the offense and to have success, and it, they faced a lot of good defenses to figure that out. Now, the Panthers come in after a three-touchdown loss to Miami. Do you think that game will kind of hang over their head as they go into Charlotte? You know, it's a team that's, that's dealt with loss really well this year. They've, you know, they were blown out by Penn State, came back and beat Georgia Tech at home the next week. They were blown out by UCF, and they end up beating Syracuse the next week. And those are probably two of their better wins um, on the season. It's, it's, you know, you look at the way those two teams ended their, their years. Um, so I don't think that losing to Miami last week hurts them from a – you know, mental standpoint, but I think the way they lost to Miami last week hurts them because they weren't able to run the ball. And if you look at Miami's defense and you look at Clemson's defense, I feel like they're pretty comparable with the exception that Clemson's is just better. But they're doing a lot of the same kind of things. Then when you put even more talent in the room, I think that presents an issue for the Panthers. Now, Pitt is the sixth different Coastal Division winner in the past six years. And the Atlantic Division champion has taken home the, the championship for the past seven years. With those numbers, do you think there is a lack of respect for the Coastal Division? Well, I, I think it's earned. I mean, yeah. the, the Coastal Division is a mess every year. Nobody is ever able to separate themselves from the pack. Um, and so, yeah, I, mean, I think there's definitely a lack of respect. And, and that they, haven't, they haven't proven that there shouldn't be, uh, both from a – you know, it's one thing if you're a competitive division, we'll look at something like the, the Big Ten East, where, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State are battling it out every year. But all those teams end up nationally relevant almost every year, too. Look at the Coastal. Yeah, there's five or six teams that are all involved in it, but they're all seven and five. And, you know, it, it's a different kind of battle, and it's it's one that ends up where the champion is a – three-and-a-half touchdown underdog in the championship game. All right, now Pitt is one of two ACC teams to beat Clemson since 2015. In that game, Pitt was a heavy underdog but got the win over the Tigers in Death Valley. Have the Panthers that were on that team talked about that upset as they head into this week? I mean, I don't think they've made it like a big focal point of what they're doing or anything, um, but obviously they're aware. You know, they, they were there when it happened, and – I think the one thing it'll probably give them is is a bit of belief that maybe you, you know I think every team thinks they can win every game, but it's a little bit different when you're going into a situation where you know that you've won and you know you've had success. I, I think that's different, um, but at the same time, that was the only home loss for these Clemson seniors. I'm sure they haven't forgotten about it either, and this game means an awful lot for them as well, trying to not just win the ACC, but lock down a college football playoff berth. I mean, it's not like Pitt's going to sneak up on anybody in the ACC championship game. This game matters no matter who the opponent is. And so I honestly think that game two years ago doesn't really matter that much when it comes to the way these two teams are going to play on Saturday. Now that Pitt team was led by future Steeler James Conner as one of its big playmakers. Who's going to try to carry on that torch for the Panthers in this matchup in Charlotte? 
They've got two senior running backs that are both excellent. They've got Quadri Allison, a fifth-year kid from Niagara Falls, New York. Big, um, you think James Conner, you know, big physical, um, hard to bring him down with an arm tackle, straight-ahead guy. And then they've got Darren Hall, uh, who's more of a, a one-cut-and-go kind of runner um, that can get to the second level with some bursts. They're both, um, I think, uh, Allison's over 1,000 yards on the season. Hall is, is just about there. Both really talented players, both experienced. They set up their blocks well. The issue last week was blocking. They, they didn't didn't block Miami well enough, and they've got some turnover on the offensive line. Center Jimmy Morrissey was lost for the season against Wake Forest. They had to move the left guard, Connor Gentino, to center. They're playing a redshirt sophomore left guard. It didn't go great against the Miami front. If Pitt can block Clemson, those guys can run. But I don't know if Pitt can block Clemson because that's a tall order for anyone. Alan Saunders from PittsburghSportsNow.com. Where can folks follow you on Twitter? At A Saunders underscore PGH. And you can find uh, Pittsburgh Sports Now at PGH Sports Now. Hey, Alan, thanks so much for joining us today and helping us out with Pittsburgh, man. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Alan Saunders from PittsburghNow.com. We appreciate him joining the show. A couple of things that have, uh, one thing that's kind of hit the, uh, hit the rails here this afternoon. Georgia Tech coach Paul Johnson has decided to retire. He, of course, uh, led that Yellow Jackets team. He's 189 career wins, trail only Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, and Bill Snyder among active FBS coaches. So he's also served as a head coach at Navy and Georgia Southern, where he won two FCS national championships. Leads that kind of weird, I call it weird, but it's basically uh, a triple option attack up there. And they're already talking about replacements for him. The list, according to ESPN.com, Chargers offensive coordinator Ken Wisenhunt, who played at Georgia Tech, along with Alabama offensive line coach and former Tech player Brent Key, Army coach Jeff Monken, and Clemson co-offensive coordinator Tony Elliott. Huh, could there be some movement? with the Clemson coaching staff. That uh, may be on the horizon. We don't know. That's from ESPN.com as he resigned earlier this afternoon, deciding to retire. You know, before we get out of here, I'm on day 27 of the health there. You know what the health there is? It's the world's most comprehensive health coaching and accountability team that will get you in better shape. No, it's not like a weight loss program. It's a way to make yourself healthy. It's a program that's reversing symptoms of high blood pressure and cholesterol in just a few weeks. You want to get rid of your CPAP machine? This is the way to do it. It can reverse the symptoms of that sleep apnea and help you get off that thing. And it's also can, uh, it's a program that reverses the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, IBS, and joint pain in just a few weeks. I mean, it's, it's, there's only basically two things you cannot eat. You can even have fast food. And they promise results in 30 days or you can get your money back call 877-I-DARE-ME or go to idarecolumbia.com that's idarecolumbia.com all right this evening on fox sports radio you've got lawton swan with you from four to six he will give you everything you need to know about clemson also clemson women's hoops tonight as they play illinois airtime is at 6 30 tomorrow the share your holiday food drive three to six at First Baptist Church, bring some non-perishable food items. 
we even have a microphone set up for you so you can come out and say hello. That's going to be at the Share Your Holiday Food Drive, 3 to 6 at First Baptist Church. Looking forward to that. Come out and say hi to Santa Claus. That's going to be kind of fun. The Share Your Holiday Food Drive, First Baptist Church tomorrow. Myself and Lawton Swan out there working together. Going to be a good time and uh, would look forward to helping out the, uh, the folks from Harvest Hope Food Bank. My name is Rob Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. If you missed any of the show, what's wrong with you, man? The show starts at 3 o'clock. That's all right, though. I make it simple for you. I've got the podcast for you to be up this afternoon at about 5 o'clock. Once again, thanks so much for listening to today's show. Have a great rest of the afternoon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.